Do you remember how to count? T-squared. 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 Hello, and welcome to T-squared, a teaching and technology podcast. If you've listened to our podcast before, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. You see, we are living in different times, and therefore T-squared is adapting to meet the situation. I'm Matt Roberts. I'm an instructional designer here at Grand Valley State University. When we do a T-Squared podcast, usually I'm sitting down with Eric Cunnan, who's our Associate Director for E-Learning and Emerging Technologies. Eric isn't here. I'm in my office by myself. Uh, one thing that is not different, uh, T-Squared usually involves a cup of coffee at the start of the episode, and I am sitting here with my cup of coffee, although I will admit... It is coffee from the dreaded office coffee machine. Uh, But I thought I needed to have a cup of coffee in order to do this the right way. So hopefully when you're listening to this, the coronavirus, COVID-19, all of those will be a distant memory. However, uh, I have a feeling that there are a lot of you out there at Grand Valley State University, but also throughout the... Uh, the internet and the world, uh, who are looking for some guidance and some insight about how to teach with technology uh, as a result of what we're doing to help combat this global pandemic. I thought maybe T-Squared should ramp up and maybe produce a a series of short-focused little podcast bites to help uh, send out some information. I know that here uh, on campus where we are at, I don't think we have a shortage of information. By my count, we have at least probably about a dozen web pages that are focused on faculty in some way, providing them information about how to teach online as a result of moving online to fight the coronavirus. Every day, it seems like there's more and more Google Docs and blog posts with information out there. Um, I think we might be at the point where we are reaching information saturation, and it's not a question of having enough information. It's trying to figure out what to focus on. So what I thought I'd do is, at least in this first uh, micro episode of T-Squared, is just to offer a little bit of advice on one particular topic. Here at Grand Valley, we are having a lot of faculty who have never taught online and really not used a lot of technology before in their teaching suddenly need to do so as a result of campus physically closing. Uh, For us here, it was just going to be about two weeks, and we received word just yesterday, I think it was, or maybe the day before, that campus will be closed effectively through the end of this winter semester. Even if we're able to start teaching face-to-face classes um, at the end of that, we still have a semester that we need to finish right here. A lot of faculty who are in this situation of doing this all for the first time, and really even a lot of faculty that I've met who do have some experience to using technology in the teaching, they are um, trying to, as quickly as possible, shift what they're doing from face-to-face instruction to online. Now, one of the things that I'm saying and my colleagues are saying as often as we can is that please don't think about this situation as preparing to teach an online class. When we work with faculty to teach online classes, we try to have as much lead time as possible. We're talking six to nine months before the start of the semester. We work with them through formal training. We work with them one-on-one in order to make sure that their their online or their hybrid course really is um, up to best practices. But that is not the reality of the situation that we're in right now. This is not online teaching. This is crisis response teaching. So there's a lot of advice that I'm giving out to faculty that 
is about making the situation work. However, I'm starting to see a lot of things that faculty are doing that I, I think it would be great to discourage them from happening. And let me give just a couple of examples. A lot of our faculty here are now for the first time having exposure to the tool that we have that we use for web conferencing, simultaneous synchronous meetings. It's Blackboard Collaborate Ultra. There are other tools out there. I, I think the tool Zoom is becoming very popular. Um, these tools and many others like it allow you to meet several, many people all together in one virtual place and do uh, text chat, audio chat, and video chat. I'm seeing a lot of faculty who are using Collaborate, who are using Zoom, and the first thing they say is, you know what? My class used to meet Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1 o'clock until 1.50. We are going to use Zoom, we are going to use Collaborate, and we're now going to meet online Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 1 to 1.50. In other words, they're trying to use the technology tools to directly recreate the thing they've lost, the, the on-campus in-person experience. If you're out there in Podlandia and you are still trying to figure out how you're going to respond in your own teaching, in your own courses, I would really strongly discourage you from following this model. And here's why. It's not a technical reason. It's not a problem with Blackboard Collaborate. It's not a problem with Zoom. Uh, I think is a practical problem with thinking that in this crisis response situation, you can just hold your class virtually at the same time, but in a different place than you used to. I'm a big advocate for faculty reaching out to their students, asking them a few simple questions about what their students' experiences are to help inform uh, the choices that faculty are making to adjust their teaching. When you do that, you will find a lot of things might be different from you expect. Students at home might not have access to quality, res uh, reliable, high-speed internet access. Many might not have the same uh, computer technological resources at home that they do have when they're at campus. And beyond that, from a practical matter, a, a lot of students um, are either picking up additional work or their hours have been cut, so they're taking on additional jobs. Many students are caregivers for their own children or for dependents. They're now, since at least in the state of Michigan, K-12 schools are closed. Uh, everybody who has children who used to be in school, those children are now at home. And the simple fact is, if you think that the best way for you to keep teaching is to have your class online at the same time you did in seat, not only do you not have access to that physical classroom, that time isn't even really yours anymore. That student who used to be able to come to your classroom 1 to 150 now might have to work during that time. Or maybe that student has three kids at home that they have to oversee the schooling for. You can't think about reaching out and teaching your classes at the same time that you did before. So what do you do about that? Well, um, if you do still want to do synchronous online classes, maybe one thing you do is you, you reach out to your students and you figure out where do they have gaps in their schedules. Maybe you shift and you have class at a different time. Or instead of meeting all together synchronously uh, three days a week, maybe what you do is you only meet once a week and you find other ways to handle the material that you would be teaching the rest of the week. Things like um, recording videos, for example, or designing other learning experiences for students. So, I mean, first big tip of the day is, is don't try to lock students into the same time, even if they're not on campus, because from, from a practicality situation, it might not work. 
okay, the second thing is very similar. I'm also seeing faculty who are in the situation of giving exams or tests, and they're trying to use that same class time like they would um, before to administer the test. So expecting students to be available during the test time, 1 to 150, to take a test or an exam for all the same reasons that you can't expect to get all your students together in something like Blackboard Collaborator Zoom, you can't expect all your students to be available to take a test at that time. When I'm giving advice to faculty, I and my colleagues are saying things like, you know, instead of giving a test that's only available for 75 minutes, stretch it out to the course of a whole day or a couple of days so that students have the flexibility to take that test within that time window. Now, we are a Blackboard institution. Blackboard allows you to still put a time limit on how long students can take a test. That's still an all right consideration, but I'm also suggesting that faculty think about the challenges students might be facing. Think about how strange this situation is. And when you set up the parameters and requirements for a test, be gracious. Take into account that problems can and probably will happen, and that student anxieties are running higher than normal. So if you would normally give 75 minutes for a test, you know what? Give them 90 minutes. At least in our situation, Blackboard has a way to inform you, to flag that students went over time. It's possible then that you can use your own discretion. I mean, if they took 93 minutes, is that a big deal? You figure it out. But as much as possible, in the situations where you are asking students to perform, like in a test, build in grace. That helps it be easier for students who are struggling learning in an environment that did didn't necessarily choose to learn in, but it also frankly makes things easier for you as a faculty member because now instead of possibly having a bunch of nervous students who send you a flood of emails up front because of problems they're having, the little bit of grace that you're building in is going to help make it all easier so that I'm, I'm fingers crossed, you can't see it, but I'm crossing fingers, that hopefully um, you're not going to have as many problems to handle after the fact. Okay, so this has been a micro episode of T-Squared, a teaching and technology podcast. I'm hoping to be back in front of you or wherever I am, near you, in your earbuds um, soon. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get Eric in here and maybe some of our other e-learning staff to help give you advice, suggestions, tips, and best practices for how to survive teaching during the time of COVID-19, but not just how to survive, but hopefully how to develop and deliver excellent learning experiences for your students. Stay safe. Hi, Siri here. T-Squared, a teaching and technology podcast, is a production of Grand Valley State University's e-learning and emerging technologies team. Our theme music is from Bill Ryan and the Grand Valley State University New Music Ensemble. T-squared.